0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. Oh, where do we start? Where do we start? We do hope you are keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us as we provide to you reaction to Tottenham Hotspur's free-free draw against Southampton in the Premier League, which ultimately feels like a season-defining moment in more ways than one as we try and reflect, debate, dissect on just what is happening to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, right from the very top in terms of the board, down to the manager, who was very, very honest in his press conference and for some told many home truths. I make that joke during the show that, quite frankly, for those fans that he may have lost during the game with the rigid tactics and the lack of in-game management, he may well have won back during a very honest and brutal press conference where Antonio Conte came out swinging and literally took everybody from the board to the players to everyone he could possibly take down with him quite honestly just a incredible press conference that we're going to bring to you during this Last Word on Spurs if you are listening to the show for the first time you can find us on iTunes or on Spotify we're across all major audio platforms we're of course on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs we're on Facebook and Instagram too I'm bringing you the therapy for this show, which we hope isn't outdated by the time you listen to this. We're joined by the brilliant Lee McQueen, a very honest Lee McQueen. Mr. Richard Cracknell, who always tells it as it is. And musician Jar Wobble, who does not hold back in this powerful edition of Last Word on Spurs. Maka, it only seems right to open up the show with you, if I possibly can. Spurs miss out on the chance of up to third and draw away at the club with the worst home form in the Premier League in a game where Spurs simply lost their defensive focus and were ultimately punished and in essence then throwing two potentially crucial points thrown in the battle for top four if that's really what people care about right now because I think generally even top four right now doesn't seem to satisfy everybody. I think we're all just so broken by the situation that we find ourselves in Yes, that VAR decision was shocking. However, I think Tottenham's defensive effort and lack of trying to attack the team bottom of the table is something else. I know they scored three goals, but the lack of desire on that field and to give up 19 to 20 shots against the bottom of the league side who rarely even score, I do find it utterly impossible to get behind this brand of football. And look, coupled with what has happened in the press conference, it only seems a matter of time now, Lee. In terms of the managers future so just try and sum up lee if you can just how you feel at the moment if you can try and do so about what is happening at this football club
2: i walked up at southampton with a seven day before before um since their last game they've been on the, uh, the training pitch and, the, and and being coached or whatever it might be to be set up for southampton and three shots on target the old game week are you having a laugh to the bottom team in this league and this hasn't happened once this isn't a one-off we just got absolutely ruined a few weeks ago by Leicester, four-one. Who can't buy a point? I know they got one today, so but they didn't buy it. But you know they, they can't buy a win, and 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 ultimately we lose to them. Forrest, out of the cup when you had your when you we had your blowout, Rick, Sheffield United when all of us travelled up to Sheffield United, me and crackers were there, freezing our gonads off. Absolutely woeful to lose to an eight changed Championship side. We've uh, dr- we've drawn a blown a three one lead today against a bottom club that can't win. Fred Walker ain't scored for six years. He's had a free freaking hit because our defence is t- sitting on the goal line. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Wolves can't can't win a game. They're getting beaten by relegation fodder around them. Yet we go up to Molyneux, we lose one nil. It's absolute bollocks. I'm sorry for the language, younger uh, younger young viewers and listeners, but I'm just I've had enough of it. And and here's the thing. We've got Haaland that's scoring a hat trick tonight, or probably more now, because I've been talking for a minute and a half. He's probably scored another three. But it's you know, they're winning six nil City in so FA Cup quarter final weekend, where we should be. We should be in this weekend, and I'm not over the FA Cup exit. I'm not over it, and I'm sick of it. And I've I've seen the comments, some of the comments, I'm sure you're reading them out and we'll get into contact. He's bang right, mate. He's absolutely bang right. You can't you can't argue that. Yes, he's probably written his P forty five. But I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mr. Levy, and I'm sorry, Tottenham board, you cannot keep doing this over and over and over again. That's 14 managers in your tenure in 22 years. And other than Harry Redknapp, who stayed for four years, and Mauricio Procino, who stayed for five and a half, that's a basically a manager a season. And it might work for the likes of Chelsea that were bankrolled by Roman Abram- Abram- Abramovich, or I can't even talk, and his Russian uh, oligarch money and all that sort of stuff. He's bankrolling the payroll by 40% every every month or every year, whatever it is. It might, ru- it might run for them. It doesn't work for Tottenham. You need stability, and this club hasn't got any of it. We have a statement from the, from the chairman that comes out and says, we're going to go back to our DNA, and then we appoint Nuno. And we burnt through Jose Mourinho, who, by the way, left our football club six days before an F, uh, before a League Cup final. um, uh, or, or was sacked six days before an F, uh, a League Cup final, I should say. He goes to Roma. What does he do? He wins a trophy. I mean, you could not make this stuff up. Antonio Conte is one of the best current. Everyone says, oh, Jose's passed it. Yeah, the reason why Tottenham burned him was Jose's passed it. Yeah, he still won another trophy. Conte rocks up. What happened? He ain't going to win a trophy. He's just written his P45 tonight. I probably have as well, Rick, if you, if you might not have me back on. But I'm sick to the back teeth of going around the same cycle over and over and over again. And I, I've got some facts. And we'll get into these facts tonight, Rick, if you'll let me. I've got proper, proper Rafael Benitez blue book facts ready to throw out there because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick of it. It is absolutely demoralising. It is. I'm so. I'm not even wearing Tottenham clubber tonight. I'm not even wearing Tottenham. Do you know why? Because I'm sick of it, Rick. Absolutely sick of it. And it's not today. It's everything about this football club. Everything about it. And something needs to change. It is time to change.
1: Cracks, I'm going to come round to you next on the couch here. As Spurs managed to let a 3-1 lead slip with under 15 minutes to go. They actually threatened to do the same thing against Forest only last week. And for Spurs, that's now 40 goals conceded in the Premier League this season. The worst in the top 12. 11 goals at home all season for Southampton. And they score three against us. We can blame the players who, look, they quite simply for some of them aren't good enough. And the fact that this system isn't getting the best out of them. And the hard thing is that I do struggle to understand what they are doing on the training ground. Where there's no real pattern of play. There is no style. And Antonio was bullish. In that press conference, I'm going to most certainly come on to those words, which, as I said, for me, a lot of home truths were told by Antonio Conte in that press conference. But it can't get away from just how appalling Spurs are looking on the field and the nature of how we're conceding goals. Kratz, give me your thoughts on that draw against Southampton, which, as I said in the intro, feels
0: more season-defining in more ways than one. It has been done for weeks, hasn't it? You know, he's been begging to be sacked. And, uh, you know, tonight was it it, you know that that was it tonight but still and this is a damning indictment on the club they will go away and look at his comments and they'll look at the chances of us finishing top four now and they'll still make a financial decision on letting him go it will be based on a financial aspect and a financial aspect alone they'll look at this and they'll go Okay how much is it to sack him it's going to be this what do we lose uh if we don't make top 4 what's the loss with regards to the uh, you know the perception now of the club with what he said and they'll sit there and they'll they'll look at this in bean counter terms that's all they'll do because they are just balance sheet owners simple as that everything is firstly and foremostly a financial issue, so that that's you know this this is this is what they'll do, and you know that's a terrible indictment of them. It could be and should be much better, and you know there's players there, but be under no illusion that have to go. They've been there so long, um you know they, we're tired of them. I think they're tired of us. They're just simply not good enough. But you add into the fact that they're not good enough and. They're just not playing for this manager. They, you know, they've burnt another one out. They've gone through another one. Now, you know, as you said, there's a multitude of issues here. And one of those, the quick fixes, but it has to be the right fix, but done quickly rather than a quick fix, is to get somebody in but play some progressive football. And whilst you're dealing with this terrible defence that we've got, chill them. Play front foot football, playing the other teams off. If you knock down the amount of attacks you're receiving by 60 70%, you're then also knocking down the chances of actually like, exposing them and then making mistakes. So, you know, there's, there's a fix there straight away. But be under no illusion. These players are as culpable in this as the owners are. And the manager is as well, you know. He was spot on with his comments this evening, by the way. Absolutely spot on with them. But even within that, he, he hasn't cut his cloth accordingly with these players. And, you know, going back to the game, Rick, this, this is a game that we've all seen a thousand times before. Lee, like, you know, going to see your daughters, fair play. So 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 would any dad. And, but you miss nothing, Lee. Just... You know, just the Leicester game, the Wolves game, it was that again. That's all it was. It was just that again. So just shut your eyes, rerun those games in your head, and you've got a full analysis of today's game. So, uh, I mean, it seems quite ironic that your girls are in Wizard of Oz uh, today, Lee, because it really felt like Antonio Conte was Toto this evening and properly pulled back the curtain on the big voice, just to find Daniel Levy pulling the levers behind the curtain. And that's all it is, really. He's, you know, (laughs) he's let daylight in upon magic this evening, hasn't he? It's, uh, yeah, it was just the game itself, Rick. I mean, it's not the story, is it? Today, let's be honest, the press conference was it shouldn't be. And uh, just poor. But they're just not playing for him. They're just not playing for him. It's the Wild West, Rick.
1: Jar, I'm going to come round to you next. You know, before facing Tottenham today... Southampton hadn't scored more than two goals in a Premier League game all season. And as I said, Spurs, they conspire to throw away 3-1 lead with 13 minutes to go. You know, the thing with Tottenham is we did score three goals today, but then we tried to camp in our own half and put an emphasis on the weakest side of our game. And I think, again, when people look at stats and worrying concerns for Tottenham... In that, is that no side has considered more away goals since the Premier League restarted following the World Cup break than Tottenham with 14. With Spurs just winning two of their seven games on the road in this period, drawing two, losing three, it fills a draw that is further poignant in the future of Antonio Conte, who did not hold back, as I mentioned in that press conference. And again, I will say that for what Antonio lacked in that game in terms of in-game management... And in terms of a rigidness and stubbornness in terms of tactics, many will probably feel what he said afterwards, which we're going to come on to, would have won them back in that press conference. But it does feel, Jar, something needs to change. You can't sack 25 players. The board aren't going to be going where... The board aren't going anywhere for now. And then, of course, all eyes will naturally point towards the manager. So give me your thoughts, if you can, John, on that performance and where supposed really go from here?
3: Well, we'll be waiting two goals clear today with Perisic's finish, um, oh, you know, we never, Tottenham fans never rest easy, so you always suspect it could all go wrong, you know, I've, I've learnt my lessons over many, many years of following this this rickety old flimsy club, you know, um, but today against the bottom club, I kind of felt that's it surely now there. You know they're they're going to keep it tight. All you got to do is see the next five, six, seven minutes out. Really, at that point, but no, you know they go down. I think they they scored within a few minutes, very few minutes, and then when it's three two, you're just waiting. You're just waiting for you know a penalty to be given or whatever. Um, where'd you start with it? I mean, I'm really uh, you know I can see it, it, Oakley and Crackers are really upset. I'm sixty I'm sixty five later this year, day at a time. You know i mean i've had this for years now it's it's you know i've missed so many things stupidly that i you know neglected so much following this club home and away at one point you know at one time for years um so let's start where would you start let's have a a chairman who's earned 40 million over the last few years i believe that's the kind of top money the best paid chairman in the league you'd normally expect the best paid would be the best performing wouldn't you you know, you didn't normally expect that to be somebody who's, who's you know, a- having success on the pitch, you know. Um, the, in terms, you know, I can't disagree with anything Conti said, but, you know, I find his football tedious and old-fashioned. This season's been terrible. So I'm very anti Enic. you know. I think that they've been very clever, the way they've got control of the club. And I think that they know our fans they know they know the fan base very well we are a very placid fan base compared to most fan bases in fact a very good mate of mine my mate ollie who with all we ever do is talk tottenham for for years and years now he was robert elm's producer back in the day big and that's how i got to know him. going to do robert's show and he's furious like all of us and he texted me knowing i was coming on tonight and said could you please ask a question and it's of the fans, and he said, "You know, when will the fans ever really react against this situation? because, as he said, chelsea Arsenal even, Liverpool man United fans would not be swallowing performances like today, week in week out just wouldn't wouldn't be allowed, so we've got a very weak culture, very placid fan base. I believe all the games to the end of the season have sold out, which is unbelievable. You know, um, so it's going nowhere. I, I, you know, I, 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 Levy as usual will be like a rabbit in the headlights; won't quite know what to do. I think we'd be better off playing four-two-three-one with the players we've got. Go, we should go back to that system at least in the interim, because our centre arms is just not good enough. You know the way the team... At least if you put two pivot players there, you can, you know, you could put Kudaveski or whoever or Kane as a number 10 and, and you know, you could improvise at least you've got four good players and at least then... I I, I don't care if we get Champions League football or not now. I think we probably won't. I'd be very surprised if we do. But I said that last year and we did push on and it was a very encouraging end to the year last year. This season's been a normal old misery but really, you know we'd probably be lucky to get Euro- Europa League football at this rate, but at least could we, you know, it would be wonderful to close out the season um, playing attacking front foot football, you know, and have a couple of pivot um, midfielders because at the moment, we haven't got any creative midfielders anyway. And that's down to Conte actually, isn't it? That's not down to Levy. We haven't got any one. We haven't really got a proper creative number, you know, midfielder, num- proper number 10 really. We'd have to improvise with that, if we, did, which would be Cain, I suppose, if we, if we did go back to that sort of system. And the trouble is, of course, if you really think, what is Tottenham? It's an idea. Tottenham's an idea. It's a concept. It's, it's a number of things. It's memories. It's a feeling. All that's you know, it's a, it, 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 it's a bond to an, an idea and a concept more than anything. Well, I'm not sure really that in actuality, the actual brand that's there now, this tainted brand... Is something I want to be associated with. I went to the Milan game, and I was the only season ticket holder that had uh, that had bought, in my little area, that had bought a ticket for it. No one else, which tells you a lot, by the way, doesn't it? None of the other people around me that are friendly with had bought a ticket. There was all new people there, nice people, but I felt a complete disconnection that night. Like I've never felt before. Um, completely, but I think I saw Lee's, walking back on the game I think or before you know and I walked you know I walked before the game there was a feeling of it was as if it was a an end of a meaningless end of season game or something you know it was very empty vibe it wasn't what you'd expect for a team in the last 16 of the Champions League the atmosphere that night you know um so it's very very poor and I think we all feel on that you know it is possible to give it up I joked in my book that, um, you you know, you change your wife, you change your car, you change your house, you never to change your team. Well, I wonder, because Tottenham's just, you know, it's it, is it the club that I supported as a boy? This has gone on a long time.
1: What we are going to quickly do, we will just go for our first break of the show. For our listeners and audio, it might be for the last time you are going to hear from, as we record this, it might be different for those that, when this goes out in audio later this evening, from the current Spurs head coach, Antonio Conte. I do wonder how many more times I'm going to say that on last one on Spurs. I don't think it's going to be for much, much longer.
4: Yeah, if we are going to discuss about the penalty, it means that we don't want to see other situation. OK? And, uh, yeah. And for the penalty, I repeat, for me, it was uh, was not penalty. And stop. We close the situation. The, uh, the worst... Uh, the worst uh, a situation is uh, uh, what happened uh, what happening uh, into into the pitch what happening uh, uh, in the last uh, few months and uh, what happening uh, yeah in this uh, my my second season and I think that is the right moment and to uh, to speak because I think uh, after uh, this performance that uh, I I for me, this is uh, an unaccept- unacceptable. You are winning 3-1, and um, you are in control of the game, and uh, you are uh, <laughs> you are able to to two goals, okay, and uh, to risk uh, to because also Fraser made a fantastic save in one situation. Yeah, I think that uh, it's much better now to go into into the problem, uh, okay. Because the problem uh, is that uh, for another time, we show that we are not a team. We are 11 players that go into the pitch. And uh, I see selfish players. I see players that uh, don't want to, to help each other, don't put the art And... Um, First of today, I I prefer to hide the situation and to try with uh, to speak, uh, to try uh, to to improve the uh, the spirit situation uh, with the words, with uh, uh, with a lot a lot of of situation uh, because uh, about tactical or technical aspect uh, this. Uh, one situation. The most important thing, if you want to become a strong team, if you want to become competitive, if you want to fight to win, is the desire, the fire that you have, that you need to have in your eyes, in your heart, and you have to show this in every moment, in every moment. Instead, if I have to compare last season, this season, this season I think that uh, instead to improve. Uh, now we are worst under this aspect. And when you are not a team, and then uh, everything can happen in every moment. Today is the last, the last situation. And uh, don't remember that in FA Cup uh, we lost against the Sheffield United that played with the young players. We were able with a strong team to drop, to be dropped in FA Cup. And then a lot of situations, I repeat, that we are not going to improve. And I'm not speaking about tactical aspect or technical aspect. About to beat team, to beat team, to beat team. This is the most important thing. To understand for, that we play for the badge. We have to play to make our fans uh, proud of, of, of us. We have to play to show desire. The fire in your in your eyes to, to win. If if you have this, these, uh, for sure, you don't go out in a FA Cup. Today you win. Maybe, uh, previously in the other games, maybe, maybe, something can change. But here, we are used for a long time, and then, yeah, it's uh, the club has the responsibility for the transfer market. Uh, every coach that stay here has the responsibility. And the players? The players? Where are the players? About my experience, I, I, I can tell you that if you want to be competitive, if you want to fight, you have to improve under this aspect. And now this aspect, for me, in this moment, is really, really low. And, uh, I see only 11 players that play uh, for, uh, for uh, themselves, yeah. This is a difficult
5: question to
2: ask, if you think your position, the uncertainty of your view, But you, you, are, you, are fi- you are
4: finding an alibi, another. Another alibi. You try to find an alibi, an, an excuse for, for, for the players. Okay, continue, continue to do this, to find excuse for the players. You do only this. You do only this. Excuse for the players. Yeah, but the players, maybe, my, my future, and then, okay, they, they lost uh, they lost confidence, they lost spirit, they lost to, to be a team. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Try to plot it. Try to plot it every time. And uh, this situation, ah, come on, come on, come on. We are professional. We We, we paid... The club paid us a lot of money. The players receive money. me receive money. You understand not to be to find excuse and uh, don't have spirit or, or, or don't show the sense of belongings, or don't show uh, sense of responsibility because we are showing this. and for me this is unacceptable for me. because this is the first time in my career, to see a situation like this. And until now, I wasn't able to change. Not to change, but compare last season. The situation went to become worst.
0: Why, Antonio? Why do you
4: think it is like this? Why, Bah! I don't know, because they are used here. They are used here. Don't play for, uh, for, uh, for something important. Yeah, and, uh, they don't play. Uh, they don't want to play under pressure. They don't want to play under stress. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's easy in this way. And Tottenham, Tottenham story is this: twenty years that there is the owner and never won something. But why? Only for, the fault is only for the club or for the every manager that stay uh, here. And uh, I have seen uh, the manager that Tottenham had on the bench. You risk to disrupt the figure of the manager and to protect the other situation in every moment. And now, and now uh, until now, I try to hide the situation. But now, no. Because I repeat, I don't want to see what I have seen today. Because this is unacceptable, Also for the respect for the fans. They follow us, pay the tickets. And to see the team another time, to have this type of performance, for me, I repeat, this is unacceptable. And uh, we have to think a lot. We have to think a lot about, about this.
2: Last one, please. Yes, thank you. Antonio, last week you said that you saw the fire in the eyes of your players again.
3: What, what has changed between now and this game? And how much... Is
4: it your responsibility to motivate them? I say that I want to see the fire, not that I have seen. It's different. I say that I want to see the fire into the eyes. I want to see the fire into the heart. I want to see the right spirit, okay, And not only in the training session, into the pitch. Because here you have to make the difference. And I'm not seeing this. And until now, I try to hide the situation. But now, oh, there are ten games to go, and uh, something, something thinks uh, that we can fight. We can fight for what? With this spirit, uh, with this attitude, with this commitment. For what? For the seventh, eighth place, ninth place. I'm not used to this position. I'm really upset. And everybody has to take the responsibility. Not only the club, not only the 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 the, the manager, the staff. The player has to be involved in this situation. Because it's time to change the situation. If Tottenham wants to change, if they want to continue in this way, they can, they can change manager, a lot of manager. But the situation cannot change. Believe me. Thank you very much.
1: We are going to get into Conte's comments. I feel like there's still a lot to unpack in regards to just the feeling at the moment around the man. Uh, So before we do get into the press conference, I just want to give a bit of a paraphrase. So essentially after the game, Conte says the players are playing for themselves, not for the team, and that they haven't made any progress this season. He also states that he sees a lot of selfish players in the Spurs team. Conte stated that the Spurs players did not show enough spirit and says they are not playing for the badge or the fans. And he adds, it's the same every season, no matter who the manager is. And I know Jack Pickbrook, friend of the show, said that he'd never seen anything like the press conference Antonio Conte had held. Ten minutes of him trying to take everyone else down with him. It was such an amazing performance that you almost had to admire it. And we're big fans of Jack. Love him on last word on Spurs. I'm sure we'll get him back on over the summer. But the result, of course, does leave Spurs in serious doubt right now of a top-four finish. And going into this international break, you do wonder, really, Lee, coming over to you, whether the club have now a serious serious thing to make and of course the press conference is going to definitely supersede a lot of what's been said tonight but Lee just have a word on the players because um they started the second half almost asleep and it's not the first time Lee we've seen us giving away goals at the start of a second half so you know we're going to blame the manager a lot for what's going on but I just wonder the players at 3-1 for not seeing a game out of 30 minutes to go we are going to blame the manager for the style, But how much blame do you think, Lee, should be apportioned on these players? Because they have seen off now three, four
2: managers, putting it bluntly. It's an absolute joke, Rick. An absolute joke. It's like blame to Daniel Levy and the board, right? There's absolute blame at their at their door. There is blame at the manager's door. There is absolute blame at the player's door. It, you know, there's probably blame at our door in terms of the fans as well, like from top to bottom. I mean, you can't, I, I think I said famously on, on the, one of the Love Sports shows, we need to start each half or each game with a wet fish and just slap the players in the face with a wet fish to wake them up. You know, and we said that, what, two, three, four, five years ago. It's still happening. Now, Giles bang on the money, like 65, you know, one day at a time this year. And he's seen it all. Cracker's seen it all. I've seen it all. Every, every season, every single season. Antonio Conte's comments tonight are absolutely bang on the money. Like, yes, he's probably going to lose his job over it, but they are spot on just for people tuning in right now. right? They, they are absolutely bang on, in my opinion. The players need to take responsibility. You know, the Dyers, the Davis, the Sons, the Canes, Larice, L- Lucas, they've been there for six years, seven years, eight years. Ten- I mean, Davinson Sanchez, he's been there for what? He signed in 17, 2017, I think it was. Um, You know, a record signing, Ndombele, record signed, don't even play for the club. sell Celso, like 40 million, don't even play for the club. It's an absolute mess. The recruitment of this football club is a disaster. And you keep bringing in people. The accountability has to be with the leadership of this football club. And there's no leadership. No one ever hears from them. We don't know where we're going. We've no idea what our vision is. It's an utter shambles from top to bottom. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm properly on a rant tonight because I'm 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 fed up with it. I'm fed up with it. I could literally cry. It's a joke. I can't believe I'm doing this rant stuff. I, I can't. It's not in me. I'm normally Mr. Optimistic Rick. You know it. I I'm, I'm you know I'm with you all the time, every step of the way on the show. I just can't believe it. And players that are going out there and they just don't care. This feels worse than the Sheffield United one-one draw, which by the way they should have won when they got rid of Potachino. Right, this feels worse than you know the dire, rubbish football that we were playing under Jose six days before cup final. They ended up sacking Jose Marino. This is this is this feels terrible, this football. Now, where, where is the swashbuckling? Get the ball from outside your own box, give it to Kulisewski, back to Emerson, back up the pitch to Kulisewski, into the middle, a bit pass over the top, you know. Kulicevski cuts in, pings one into the, in the top corner, or puts it to Son and Son just Drops the shoulder, beats two men, smashes it in the net. I mean, this is a Southampton side today, Rick, that have conceded only six more goals than us this season. I mean, hello? only the bottom of the league and they've only conceded six more goals. It's, just, it's unbelievable. This is a manager that plays defensive football so that we're solid. We are softer now than we were in the mid-90s. We have got that little tickly belly, like a little nice little kitten. Come and tickle Tottenham, we'll get over it. It's a, it's a joke. We we're laughing. And we've got that lot up the road in N5, the top of the league, loving us going through this meltdown. Sometimes you have to go through the meltdown. Sometimes you have to go through the bad stuff to get to the good stuff. But the good stuff never comes. It never, ever comes. Even the Champions League final, it didn't come. Even semi final, nine semi-finals we've had, under this uh, tenorship, nine. We, 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 we ain't won, a, we ain't won a, uh, a trophy. I'm still not over the Sheffield United defeat. I'm not over it. it. It's not acceptable. And everybody just accepts it. Jason was on this fine show. Good, Obviously, Jason, one of our own, like, was on this show a couple of weeks ago talking about hundreds of defeats. Lloris has had over 100 defeats for this football club. Kane, Son, over 100 defeats. Dyer, over 100 defeats. It doesn't hurt them anymore. You're talking about the players. They're not hurting. There's some of them hurting. They don't hurt. It's ruined, absolutely ruins our weekend. It it ruins it. I would rather play Super Sunday, yeah, or Monday night football. That would be better. Every week, Monday night football. Because at least my weekend's intact. At least then I don't have to worry about it. Half 12 on a Saturday isn't because of the atmosphere is so shocking, it's because it ruins your entire weekend, at least three o'clock, a couple of hours less, uh, you, you've got optimism, it's just, it's pony, I, I know you want some analysis out of me, I, I can't give it to you tonight mate, I, I'm, I've I've lost it, I've, I've gone, because to every, you know, Perisic right, he ain't scored a, a, a Premier League, he ain't scored a goal actually, but he ain't scored a Premier League goal all season, he didn't even celebrate didn't even celebrate. Don't give me that crap. Oh, he was doing that celebration of relief and everyone. You've just scored your first Premier League goal to make us free one up and put the game to bed. You need to be celebrating that. No celebration. What's wrong with these people? I'm sorry, man. It's to old. put that shirt old. on. Yeah. It's odd, Rick, to put it's that shirt old. on, walk across that line to, support, to to represent this unbelievable football club. Should be every time you do it, should be. Well, it, it just, just take your breath away. It should take your breath away. And it just doesn't for these players. And and, uh, it, and it's not some of them, it's most of them. And it's a freaking joke. But you look at Predo Pro that's coming today, scored a goal. He's banging them in, by the way. He had two or three shots in the first half that he skyed miles over. And he was scoring them in training in the week. And then he goes and rockets that ball in the back. And see what that meant to him and what it was all about. He's new, he's fresh. He's going to give him six months, give him a year. It'd be the same as the rest of them. Oh, yeah, used to losing. Is that what we do? We're just just weak, mentally weak from top to bottom. No one cares. We are not bothered if we win football matches, if we win stuff. And if I'm wrong, the board, if I'm wrong, I I know you watch, I know you're listening. Come and tell us that I'm wrong. Come and put me in my box and tell me how wrong I am because I'm telling you, as a fan who paid for absolutely everything, travel up and down the country, there's people that go everywhere across the world to follow this football club and pay the money. And Joe, I'm with you. I, I went to the Champions League match. Of course, I did. I'm there every bloody week. Every, every other week, every week I can go, I'm there at home. And if I can get to away games as well. I went to the Champions League final. Uh, to, I went to the Champions League final as well, of course. I went to the Champions League match against AC Milan. People around me don't know. People it's just people are that's fine. And they wanted to get behind the team and they, they deserve the opportunities to support the team. But that's the core of the football club. It's ripped out of it.
1: Bob Spurs says here, I think the fact that some of the fan base are giving it to the Bravo and something Conte is out of order just reflects the diversity. Big up, lads. Thank you very much for that. Oh, what a show. It you know what? Obviously we don't know what's gonna be come well, we, I think we all know what's gonna come next. It's just timing as to when it's gonna come next. Um cracks. If I can bring you in, I mean, like I say the comments are going ballistic. There's over 1,400 of you watching us live. So again, thank you so much for giving up your Saturday night to bear more about Spurs. Uh, we're hoping this is going to offer you some kind of therapy, but I tell you, what, at the moment, you just don't know where this is going to go. Uh, Jordan Beck says before we come on to the comments that Conte isn't wrong, but I find it pretty rich all his criticism from a man who has refused to take any responsibility for some of the season's results. And uh, again. 100%. There's no doubt about it. This is not all just one person, you know. But I do think, cracks, the players do also have to take a portion of the blame here because it is very easy to blame Conte for how bad Spurs have been. And I think we've blamed Conte a lot all season for the style, the rigidness, the stubbornness of his tactics. But there are some moments when you have to think and look at the players and say, are they good enough? Because at 3 1, in a game against the team that are bottom of the league, to not see that out. And we can talk about tactics. We can talk about in-game management. For me, a lot of this is also on the players' cracks. And they're, they're again going to be seeing off yet another manager.
0: Another manager cracks. And you're right. Some of them, even if, you know, the club are running the club in the right way and we get a manager in playing progressive football, these players, they need moving. They need to get going. But they're not going to walk, Rick. The club's got to go... Cheerio, you, you're you're done here. Thanks very much. Because you know, who just walks out of their job, even if you're not doing it at all, you just like you know, there's very honourable people about, but go. I don't think I'm good enough. For this, and I'm I'm going to walk away. Not not when you're getting that sort of money. So you know, tough decisions need to be made with these with with some of these players. Well, they're not tough decisions. They're easy decisions. But you just have to be brave enough uh to do them uh, um you know, talking about the lot on the road you have to look at them and say well there's a football club model that dissimilar to us but what they've done was just got the football side right they got rid of the causing problems they wrote them off they brought a manager in they backed him they backed him when they were going through their rebuild and you know finishing lower down the league and they stuck with it when there was questions being asked and here they are you know doing what they're doing now and then you look at a club like Brighton and what they're doing now and Fulham and what they're doing now you know these are clubs with a blueprint and a plan and a bit of a DNA and an eye on the football side of the club so it is doable you don't need Oil, state, money, or anything like that at all—you know—obviously that that really does help. But you know, within a certain budget constraint, you can absolutely have a successful, progressive football club. You just need to be brave. You just need to make these decisions and, and give it a go. You know, so uh, I just—it it baffles me that that Enic can't see. But this is the answer, you know, these ain't stupid people. So, like, it it, it there's even an ulterior motive to what they're doing at the moment, chasing this, that and everything else away from the pitch. I don't, Rick, but it's not, it's just really not difficult. And, um, you know, some of those players, as you said, need to go. But there is also some very, very decent players there still, but it's not playing at the moment. That the whole culture of the club means they're just not putting a shift in. So there's much wrong, but it's it's solvable. This is solvable,
2: you know. You bring in that progressive manager. You know, you look at the level of detail that Daniel Levy has done off off field. I mean it's it's magnificent. Off football, Daniel Levy and the board have done an absolutely magnificent job. Truly wonderful stadium facilities, regeneration of one of the poorest areas in the country, commercial model, driving Tottenham to global status, et cetera, et cetera. Ensuring the club for will survive and all that sort of stuff. Fantastic. But if we just had, I think Crackers, you said this on the show a couple of uh, couple of shows ago, if we just had that level of detail that uh, John you're talking about on the football inside, we'd be the best club in Europe. Like we we would be the best club in Europe because because of how good they've been off the field. But they're not football people. Like, you know, I, I've been, I've backed this board, you know, and to, to a lot of people, they come out, oh, why do not you say, leave it out, why do not you say an ink out? I'm never going to hashtag that, ever. I don't want to be associated with that. I don't want to be associated with in groups. But I'm associated with the fact that I want change. I'm fed up with the same old stuff, year in, year out, season in, season out. And what's going to happen? They're going to sack uh, maybe tonight, maybe over the weekend, Before in the international break, they're going to bring back Maurizio Protichino. Uh, hopefully, uh, that would be my choice, but, you know, it's too much difference. Who they bring in? But they bring back Maurizio Protichino. He comes in and starts to develop Poros and Spences and Udoggies and Bench and and, you know, Skips and the Basumas, and he gets a bigger tune out of them. But they're still left with the, the Dyers and the Davises and the Canes and the Larises and the Lucases and the Sons that have to go through the same cycle again. And in a year's time, guess what? Breaking news at the bottom of your screen, it's the same story again. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, we have to have the culture Kraken was talking about, and has been talking about for the last few few weeks and months now, it's not there. There's not a winning mentality. John is there in his club. There's not a winning culture. You walk into Chelsea, regardless of the amount of rubbish they've a quarter final champions you could probably go and win
3: the damn thing it's an absolute because the mentality they're absolute winning the big. dna the yeah the dna is there i mean i always say with football you eat, you even need a lot of money and and, and a degree of, of sense common sense or you need a lot of smarts with a little bit of money you know um and of course you know you understand to build a culture based on look at the old crazy gang at wimbledon very little resources at that time But they built this absolutely fighting, winning mentality, you know, and it can be done. I mean, to some extent, Pochettino did do that. And as we know, that can work, especially with a modern game with a bedrock of younger players with some seasoned pros sort of in there. But it's it's the culture. And that's this is the thing that, you know, I don't. I just suspect when somebody, when a real winning, a proper winning manager comes in like Mourinho and Conte, there's a resistance actually at the, at the top of the club, not the players. That's where I think it starts is where I suspect, you know, they, they, it's like they, they, they're stimmied is what I suspect, you know, um, because let's face it with Conte, we all know Conte's blueprint. Down to the, every last detail. It's, it's all out in plain sight. He buys the best players, you know. You don't have any major weak links in the team. He's not particularly interested, I don't think, in academy players unless someone's ready to come in and do a job now. So we know that. So you spend money. But they got him in and treated him like a project manager. Madness to me, you know. Um, So I don't know if things change because I think, you know, Levy's not under any pressure. You know, and there's a just, for me, a, a, an arrogance with Enic, with the owners. They won't really listen.
1: We are going to react to Antonio Conte's press conference. I'm going to go to Cracks first to get his reaction to some of the comments. So I'm just going to read out parts of it and then we'll go to each uh, respective panellist to get their thoughts. So the first comments that come out, Cracks, I'm going to come to you on this initial part, was for the penalty, it was not a penalty. Then we stop. We close the situation. The worst situation is is what was happening on the pitch, what was happening in the last few months, what is happening in my second season. I think that it's the right moment to speak because that I think after this performance, for me, this is unacceptable. We are winning 3-1, in control, and can see two goals, and Fraser made saves. I think it's better to go into the problem. We are not a team. We are 11 players that go into the pitch. I see selfish players, players that don't want to help each other and don't put their heart... I see selfish players that don't want to help each other and don't put their heart in full stop. Before today, I tried to hide the situation and improve the situation with words. About technical and technical, it's one situation. About one thing is desire, the fire. You need to have in your eyes, your heart. You need to have this in every moment. This isn't compared to last. Now we are in the worst aspect. When you are not a team, you cannot improve. Don't forget we played against Sheffield United a team with young players, and we dropped out. To understand, we play for the badge. We play to make our fans proud of this. You have to have desire. If you do not have this, you do not have this, you go out of the FA Cup. Here we are used to that for a long, long time. The club has the responsibility for the transfer market. The coach has the responsibility. But the players, where are the players? I only see 11 players that play for themselves. Give me your initial thoughts to that.
0: You need to unpick there isn't there, Rick? He's, he's not wrong, is he? You know, he's come out. And uh, he's he's literally just done last word on Spurs in one press conference, isn't he? You know, problems with the board, problems with the culture of the club, problems with the players and the players not caring. And you know, until such time as we get this culture um, sorted, then this is what we're we're gonna get. And uh, I, I can't I can't make him wrong, but you know. This is this is Antonio Conte. When things start to go bad, he goes rogue, and uh, you know the, the club just haven't really backed Conte in a Conte way. They've made they've made purchases, you know, they've bought players, but not not for not for Conte. You know, he, he's not. They're they're running off of one page. He's running off of another. And I can't believe that they didn't, when they took him on, have all this already mapped out and planned. This is our plan as a club. This is what we want to do. We'd like to bring you in as the manager operating within this this type of system and and the way that we run the club. That, That conversation just doesn't seem to have been had. Or if it was had, one side, either Conte or the club, as reneged on what had been agreed so it's just you know it's square pegs in round holes isn't it when they when they got conte i was delighted absolutely delighted because i thought to myself okay here's a manager that's not a project manager this isn't i uh, i'll use his name again a pochettino or a you know a, a manager of that ilk that will bring in some you know, chicken shit, and turn it into chicken soup. He wants he wants to cream a chicken soup straight away. He wants them bolt on the pitch, playing, done. And um, I thought to myself, right, okay, now that the revenue streams are coming in from this this wonderful new stadium, apparently, um, they're going to back him. They 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 must be looking to back him. They must be looking to change their business model, but they really haven't, have they? So. You know it's and it's just got progressively worse and worse and worse. But here he is, I mean, he's absolutely served them up this evening. Um, will they do anything about it? Uh, well, what, what do you think? I know what I think it'll be no, well, they're never they're not gonna let a man him. speak
1: like that, are they? They're not gonna let a man speak like that. No,
0: they're not, no, absolutely not. That no, that they won't, and uh, you know. Was he right to do it? Well, we'd say yes. But within football, we all know that you don't speak some truths. Like, you know, when like, you're in that position. So that's just a, yeah. a cultural thing of football, isn't it? You know, but um he's probably, uh, you know, progressed the Enoch out movement um with one, with one press conference because he's laid out everything that they, they've said. So, I mean... They'll go and get another manager in now. But ultimately, Rick, it's new, new deck chairs on the Titanic, isn't it? And the manager will just be another new deck chair on the Titanic. And until such times as they change their business model or the way they run it or bring managers in that reflects the way they run it, then this is this is going to keep happening, you know? So, yeah. look everybody will reach their tipping point with how they feel about how the club is run. You know, this is a conversation I've had with certain people within the Enoch Out movement. You can't force people to protest. Maybe it's getting to that point now where people will start voting with their feet and not going, or they will start taking part in some sort of disruption or showing their disapproval of booing when the board come to take their seats or whatever that that is you know you just got to let everybody get to their own point of going no that that's enough for me i i'm, I'm going to now take part in this or i'm going to do this uh, as a protest and and it was it was contes this evening contes you know it, it, He's just come out and uh, he said what he's had to say, but he's he's only really said what a lot of us are feeling. But the way yeah. the club's run just isn't – it's just not right, Rick. It's just not right from a football perspective. There has to be change. How you go about getting that, I, I don't know. I mean, but – Did he say the
3: club uh, the club wasn't properly run? Did he allude to that or say that? Well, I will oh, – yeah, yeah, I promise I'll you. I will, yeah, years, I mean
1: – yeah. Yeah. In, in, in that, in that next batch of comments, I, I will just read them out. Um he said that they are used to it here. They don't play for something important, they don't want to play under pressure, under stress. It's easy in this way. Tottenham story is this for 20 years. There is the owner, but they have never won they have never won something. Why? I'm really upset and everybody has to take responsibility, not only the club, but everybody. It is time to change the situation. What do you gauge from those comments? John, and
0: then we'll go I'll with the I'll tell you link. what, one thing, though, Rick. I'll tell you one, one, one lot of people that don't have to take bearing in responsibility, and that's the fans, that continue to go up and down the country trying to get behind the team. So, you know, when he makes those when he makes those comments, I think he should be a little bit more specific about who he's talking about, because there's nothing wrong with his fan base, let me tell you, absolutely right. nothing. I don't
3: think I don't think he's I, I don't think he's I didn't hear him kind of uh, criticize the fans at all. I think not it's more it, it's it's from what the comments so far. It sounds like a, a general uh, attack at the culture of the club, which obviously that is to do with the owners, um, you know. But uh, this is you know he's not blameless. You know everything he says is correct, but uh, you know in a way he's become part of the problem because if they don't back him early doors, he should have made that very clear. It seemed, it seemed to me he didn't seem upset about not getting centre-halves, proper centre-halves in. I wondered if he backed himself to be able to coach what he had there, you know, and at least get them, which at times last season, even Sanchez came in against Arsenal and played well, you know, but the football this season you know you have to say that some of that's on him you know i think it's i think the players i think there's probably they find his football you know really dull you know is what i suspect and and a bit old-fashioned and i think they all you know probably look at the younger managers and how the other clubs are doing it and would rather be there because these players who are hiding i wonder who that is you know i wonder who it is who you know is is it is he talking about Kane Son, he, called out all 11, Davis.
1: You
4: know,
3: he said all
1: he said all eleven were selfish. He's he's you know, it's again, i will be honest, here, on the back of that interview, and many are asking when, when do you think he'll be sacked? I wouldn't be surprised if he goes tonight or he goes in the morning because you know he, he has literally taken everyone down with him from the board to the squad the players, everybody that could have been, yeah, you know, yeah. attacked during this press conference in those 10 minutes. I know the wonderful journalists I've had on this show, the Ali Golds of this world, the Jack Pick Brooks, the Dan Kilpatricks, they're all saying this is the most unbelievable 10 minutes watching where they're writing their notes on the back of this press conference because he literally was just, well, it's come out swinging. It's a man that knows it's coming towards an end. But coming over to you, Maka, this is a man that knows his time is up, but he just wanted... I think, a parting shot because he wasn't going to go down without doing it. And look, many will respect him, I think. You know, this is the one thing that I think many of us will be frustrated by the brand of football, the way it has ended. But I think many of us, what we can't say is that what he has said in that press conference isn't spot on. And I think he will win a lot of fans back, not from the brand of football we've seen, but from the comments afterwards. And he may go out as a bit of a hero in a most bizarre, weird way, despite how atrocious it's been on the pitch, but Macca just to bring up this final set of comments to you. He said, I've seen the manager that Tottenham had on the bench. You risk to disrupt the figure of the manager and protect the other situation every moment. Until now, I tried to hide the situation, but now no, because I repeat it. I don't want to see what I have seen today because this is unacceptable and also unacceptable for the fans. They follow us pay for the ticket and to see the team another time to have to have this type of performance is unacceptable we have to think a lot about this until now I tried to hide the situation what can we fight for in this period with this attitude this commitment for what 7th 8th he was then asked if his uncertain future may be impacting the players and he said excuses 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 try to protect them every time Bar, come on. Come on. We are professionals. The club paid us a lot of money. The players received money. I received money not to find excuses. And then he signed off his press conference by essentially saying that sacking him will mean absolutely nothing. Because he said that if they want to continue in this way, they can change the manager, a lot of players. But the situation cannot change. Believe me. And he signed out. And it honestly... Go and watch the press comments after this game. We're going to have it
0: on last one and Spurs shortly, the press Rick, conference. I mean, it, Rick, it was just Rick, drama. Rick, did, did he stand up, hold the mic and just drop it and walk out the press conference? He sure. it, it may, well, it, it may well have done. He may well have done. I mean, Lee, let me get your
1: reaction to that epic 10-minute press conference from Conte. And whether he's won you back now on the basis of that conference alone. Forget about the football for a second.
2: Well, I think, look, I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, It's probably better than the football match, to be fair. He serves an absolute dross in the football match, but yet in the press conferences, he's he's serving up gold, Uh, Ali gold. Hey, see what I did there, Ali? Come on, next Wednesday. Um, Look, I mean, I think, look, at the end of the day, um, he's not wrong. I I I can't slag him off on what he said because I think, look, He's paid £15 million a year to get a better tune out of the players. I totally get that. It is his job. He's failing at his job ultimately. But there's wider issues here. There's issues above, as uh, as John said earlier. There's issues below, what Kraken's talking about in terms of the players that you've touched upon, Rick. And there's issues with him as well. But his words that he's actually said in the press conference, what we're all thinking is what we're all saying. It's exactly the same. Rinse and repeat over and over and over again. The, the, the sad thing about it and the bit that you've just said in, in, in my section to comment on about when he said you can sack the manager but it won't make any difference, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like that we as a football club have burned so many managers, 14 of them in 22 years, two spells, as I mentioned earlier, of Harry Redknapp and Proterchino, four and five years respectively. We've essentially burned 12 managers over a 13-year period, Rick. Um, under this uh, ownership and the only time we've sustained challenges of finals semi-finals title challenges um, and yes there is title challenge in there two of them by the way has been during these settled spells of rednap and potuccino and the common denominator here is also there was no director of football under any of their managers um w- with rednap and potuccino as well now we've had serial winners project managers club legends, Ex players, the board even sacked a serial winner six days before Cup Garden Wick. It's it's ridiculous. And Ryan Mason, by the way, just a quick sideshow if you haven't gone and listened to um, the high performance podcast that Jake and Damien run, with Ryan Mason on it, please go and watch it or listen to it. because It's absolutely phenomenal with our one of our own Ryan Mason talking about it. But at that time, he was a rookie and he was given the responsibility to go and win a cup final six days before it started. It's just, just utter ridiculous leadership, utter ridiculous. And we've still only got one trophy in 22 years. The decisions, the decision-making under this tenure, has been utterly abysmal. So you can't really argue with what Conte's saying tonight, in my opinion, Rick, and, 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 and the lads, and all the viewers and listeners. Because what he's saying, he's almost calling it out. It's um, it's very, very raw, and it's very emotional, but it's also you know facts, right? That, that's the reality. Having said all of that, and I'll come back to his 15 million, he's also paid 15 million pounds, which I think he acknowledges, 15 million a year to get the best out of these players, to get the best out of this team. And the football, Antonio, is turgid. I sit in the South stand. I watch you every other week when you're home. It is rubbish. The football is rubbish. And I will sit on here week after week and oh yeah, don't worry it'll come good. Oh yeah, Mr. Optimistic Lee. I'm done. I've it's broken me. It's broken me, Rick. I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't go home and take it out of my, my family and have the ump and have the oh, hi, are you all right? No, not really. We lost it again. Oh, hi, are you all right? No, not really. We drew. Oh, hi, are you all right? No, not, oh, yeah, we've got to win against Forrest, but what? So, what, what does that mean? We get top four? So, what? So, what we get top four? What difference does it make to you, John, or to you, Crackers, or to you, Rick, or to me, or to the family? What difference does it make?
1: Okay, Decky's here at St. Mary's. Decky, I mean, the Southampton manager's been talking about.
0: How it feels like a win for them, I can imagine it feels exactly the opposite for for us, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, absolutely, not good enough. Being up one zero, two one, three one, game should be should be finished. So very bad of us. Uh, the the penalty is not even a pen, but uh, we we shouldn't be in that situation, you know. So it's completely our fault, and uh, we are very disappointed with ourselves, and uh, it's not good enough.
1: Yeah, I can see the frustrations with the, with the players when they came in. Excuse me. So I can see the frustration of the players when when you all came in.
5: No, absolutely. you feel, feel like a loss. Absolutely, like we we needed this win. We know that these three points was very very important, and we prepared the game a lot this week. So we are very disappointed and not much words inside there.
0: It's a bit because you had some good moments in there. Obviously, Pedro's first goal, Ivan's first goal, and you're right at three one. We really should be looking to, to wrap it up, shouldn't we?
5: No, exactly. The, the game should be finished there. And that's the time, you know, when you have to keep the ball and, and just enjoy the game and finish off the game. And then then they just get some momentum, get some chances, then score a goal. And then, of course, at 3-2 is very difficult. Uh, like, everything can happen. And, like, you see just small details and then it's 3-3. Well, thanks for talking to us, mate. We're
1: all of the understanding and we all feel that with the current ball and the way it's structured that nothing is going to change regardless of who comes in next. But you do feel, John, if, if we are going to make another appointment, surely whoever they choose next, if it is Maurizio or somebody else, we have to have, and I know the last 20 years doesn't suggest we're going to get this, some form of clear communication through the next guy. Because on the back of what Conte's just done, surely we have to have someone that talks out about. Right, right. What right. Going
3: okay, on. listen, you're, you're, you're Levy. Right. You're on. You've just you've earned 40 million pounds, I think, was reported over the last few years or whatever. 40 mil. Um, you've got Joe Lewis who couldn't really give. He's not really bothered. I don't think he puts his own money into it or whatever. God knows with the financial kind of organisations, those people know, you know, God knows how it all works. But I don't think he puts his own sort of money into it. He's not going to pressure. That. He doesn't really care. You're a very smart. Operate your smart businessman, you know. He's not interested. He's not. He's not. He won't be phoning Daniel tonight, saying, "What's all this about Conte? You know, I, this shouldn't have got to this. That's not. I doubt that's going to happen. So I doubt very much. It'll just, you know, they'll just go at it again, put another manager in, and hope that it that it kind of changes. I mean, they got lucky with Pochettino, you know, because he's a very positive guy he managed up. You know, he managed up really well, and he managed down really well. You know um, You know um, And all that So I think that's how it is I don't see any big Huge change coming Particularly I wouldn't I wouldn't think You know um, Because it, well, Why should it You know It's on They've got uh, uh, All these Beyonce concerts Are probably sold out uh, Was there I think the council were upset That they did yeah, one like, The yeah, one too to apply, many
1: Had to apply you know. for an additional licence For I think was it, was it I think they had to apply additional licence Is it for Beyonce
0: I might be wrong I yeah, point. I think so. Yeah, yeah you know. So. Rick, What's that cracks? The, Go on the, who, who owns the club? It, it, it matters not really because I don't think there's any of these ultimate club owners that get along to the games anyway. They're just they're just the plaything. Like, so they don't. The actual owner owner doesn't really need to set the culture of the club. They're just there. It's a plaything for them, isn't it? You know, they're playthings for them. Um. But then within the organisation that they're funding, you can absolutely set a culture of having your CEO and your chairman setting a culture that comes down to the manager, that comes down to the players, uh, you know, and that feeds into the terraces and da da da. So I mean, I don't, I couldn't care if Joe Lewis, Lennox Lewis, or Leona Lewis own the club. Like right? you know, it's as I said before. What what, what do you care? It's like, it, you know, they have no sort of input into the running of the club. Just make sure you get the right people within the club with a plan and stick with it. Give it a go. Give it three, four, five years. I mean, even Lord Sugar himself waded in uh, about five minutes ago with this. And, he, and uh, he, he's just tweeted and he said, a uh, problem with Spurs, even under my chairmanship, is the mood culture of the players. So he's throwing the players under the bus again, just solely just the players. They don't play as a team with camaraderie or passion. All they do is moan, but we need more players. I recall saying to a player, more players, do you mean you're not, not not good enough and we should replace you? So, but, you know, the, 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 the chairman, it was a different ownership model then you just like, just set a culture, just set something, a target, right, okay, this is the way we're going to do, this is what we're going to have as a football club, we're going to go with a young progressive manager, um, and we're going to bring in this type of player, and give, and give that a go, so, you know, in any organisation, work organisation, the workforce takes its cues and its culture from the top, doesn't it, you know, it's, that, so if they're setting the right example, it feeds down.
1: Lee, I just want to bring you in because I'm conscious that time-wise we're in an hour and a half in. We're, we're not going to do, like, say, the game itself tonight, but there, there are You're brief not- things that I just no brief things I do want to touch upon. But just to just to finish up on these comments, Lee, you know, I think what yeah. we all are relative and understanding. I think we all agree Conte has been fairly accurate in terms of what he said, but Agreed. it does feel, Lee, that the club maybe could have done something about this when our season wasn't over. And that would have involved maybe them taking a proactive approach. Are you also frustrated that it's got to where it's got to today? Because it feels like this may be, could have been called off a long time ago when the season was still alive, we were in both cups. And I I said to you, I think before, Lee, that to have gone into the second half of the season with this guy's contract still not being resolved, and you said as well about Harry contracts, contract. Right. It was, look, you know, in, in football terms, I'm going to say in football terms, I, again, it's a very big word to use, it is football suicide to have gone into a second half of a season when you've got a manager that didn't commit and you've got players that also aren't committing, and you're asking Conte to commit and give the, you're asking the players to commit when you, the manager isn't committing himself. So I find it very hard to do that. So just to finish off on this part, Lee, just tell me your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Bang on, mate. I completely agree with that. I, I agree with everything everyone's saying tonight. It's been such a honest show. I mean, the constant at this football club has been a director of football um, under this tenorship. In 22 years, we've had no stability at the top of the footballing side. You've had Frank Arneson that came in in 2004, the official director of football. He was the first director of football in the Premier League, another first for Tottenham. We like doing first, don't we, viewers and listeners? He was the first ever director of football in the Premier League. He lasted barely a year as he wanted to go to Chelsea, um, although he did appoint John McDermott, to be fair, into our academy who lasted 15 years. Then came Damien Camoli, who uh, John referenced earlier. And after bringing absolute quality in the likes of Modric and Berbatov, he had various bust-ups with Martin Yole in the club. And after three years, he left because he wanted to go to Liverpool. I mean, this is absolute comedy. And, and it keeps coming. Daniel on the board then decided to abolish the director of football in favour of bringing in Harry Redknapp, because that's the only way Harry would join, because he wanted full control of the, uh, of the club. And we built a team that had the likes of King and Michael Dawson and Modric and Bale and Vandervaart and Defoe and Crouch. And despite qualifying, Rick, and the listeners and the viewers, for the Champions League... For the first time in our history, we still didn't win a trophy under that law. I mean, this is utterly bizarre. So after five years without a, a director of football, guess what, everyone? Breaking news. The board decided to go back to a director of football model and appoint Franco Baldini, who lasted two years and sold, bail to Real Madrid. He also oversaw the recruitment of the Magnificent Seven. We all know how that turned out. No trophies. Then come Paul Mitchell, came in from Southampton. Slightly different role to the director of football. He brought in the likes of Dyer, Deli, Toby and Son. But then he resigned after two years. Still no trophies. Why did he resign after bringing all them brilliant players through? Then was Steve Hitchin. This is the guy that not only signed NG and Clark and Regulon and Lo Celso and then Dembele, who's on record signing. He also went through 518 days without signing a single player. And two years in, we're now on Paratici, the managing director of football, the man responsible of all things on the football side. We never see him, we never hear from him. We see him once a year in the January transfer window, and this is a guy that John, you mentioned earlier, has been banned from transfer dealings in Italy. Yes, he's made some excellent signings, but hello, what is going on? And then we wonder why Conte is why Conte is, and why Levi's or is and the fans are the fans. Oh, this is an utter mess. I've, am I spitting facts here? Am I talking utter rubbish? That's I mean, facts. this is factual information, Rick. And this is just, you cannot go on like this. And the reason why I'm on a rant and I'm on, I'm so on it tonight is because Klinsmann, Son, Kane, Teddy Sheridan, Keane, Berbatov, Crouch, Defoe. We've had some unreal strikers play for this football club. And out of that lot, we've won one trophy since all that lot was there in, in, in that front line. Van der Vaart, Modric, Bale, uh, Carrick, Anderton, Ericsson, Deli Ali, Moussa Dembélé. One trophy. Come on, people! This is ridiculous. Maybe two. Maybe two. If you if you're going Ramon Vega in there. Uh, uh, Lebley King, Michael Dawson, Romero, Toby, Yan, Walker, Rose. I mean, this is just ridiculous. No one can argue with me that these aren't quality players that I'm reading out here. And this is some of the stuff that Conte's saying. Like, they're playing as individuals, as Crackers just said about Lord Sugar. They're playing as individuals, not as a team. Lloris, Friedel, Paul Robinson, England's number one. I mean, come on, man. This is over and over and over again. The board don't back the managers in the right way, but the board have spent money, right? The board have. They've spent over 500 million quid. This is why I never say Levy out or an ink out. I'm not going to sign up to that. I want change. What I actually want is I actually want this board to stay together but change their ways. I want the board to say, do you know what? The level of detail we've done off the field, I want to do it on the field. And I want to make this club absolutely great. And I want to puff my chest out and be proud of our football club. That's what I actually want. I'm probably completely deluded, as I'm sure you guys and the viewers and listeners will tell me. But that's what I want. I want this. I want... Daniel and the board to see the success on the pitch. That's what I actually want. That's why I will never say an in count or leave you yeah, out because I don't, I don't want actually want that. I just want them to change. But but if there's no change coming, Rick, what do we do?
1: This, this is all new, I think you've said it earlier, but if they're not, willing, they're not willing to change, how can you continue to back the regime? to put it in the most politest way. Sorry for my
2: rants tonight, Rich. I'm really sorry, mate. It's it's
1: fine. Look, what we are going to do, look, just really conscious of time. There you go. It slipped in there for the bingo card callers. We are going to go for our final break of the show. For our listeners and audio, we're joined by the wonderful Lee McQueen, a superb Richard Cracknell, and the brilliant musician John Wobble. John has spit so many facts tonight. I mean, my God, where's this show going? I am very conscious that we are eating up Saturday night. And it is a real shame because... um, the game itself at Tottenham, like I say, you know, we've had Porro's first goal, Peretis' first goal for the Cup, a Kulicevski assist, a Son assist, a Kane goal. We should be sitting there talking about a Spurs win. And ultimately, we're not because of just the absolute mess that Rick, Spurs...
2: Rick, sorry, 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 this is what annoys me, right? Sorry, Jack, right? I'm, I'm pulling you out on this because I'm on one tonight. You're telling me I'm delusional. I'm not delusional. I did not say that they. I think they will change. Listen to my words. I said I want them to. That is very different. So with, with that, this ridiculous comment on the screen, I did not say that. What I actually said was, I'd love that. I want them to change it. I don't think they will. And that's why I'm so freaking angry. So take the delusional stuff off here. I'm spitting facts tonight, Jack. That's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, look, it's, it's highly, highly uh, emotional, passionate tonight. Lots and lots of frustration. Where does it ultimately end? I, I don't know uh, if I'm going to be honest with you. Cracks, I'm going to steer this final part of the show around to you. And, I mean, look, I'm just going to pull out certain segments of the game because we can't sit here and put everyone through the game itself. Um, but, you know, Savant and they should really have been in front in the first three minutes. A long lay blocked Armstrong's effort. And then Poro did put Spurs in front. It's a shame because Pedro Poro got his first goal for the club. You maybe say he's actually one of the, um, the lights to come out of the game because... Uh, he's one that could take social media afterwards and be fairly okay with his performance. I think, obviously, Conte went and all the 11 players saying they're very selfish. I thought, to be fair, Pora had a fairly decent game, took his goal really well. It was also Son's 50th Premier League assist for the club. Um, he actually had a couple of chances earlier. But, yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those games that we overshadowed because Crack's been 44 seconds after half time. So, founding had levelled. It was awful defending from Spurs. We had Longley and Perisic leaving Walcott in way too much space, Diane Romero not staying with their man. Poros to being outside the box when he scored. Um, I think, again, that goal is really reminiscent of today, Cracks when it should have been better from not only the goalkeeper, but also the entire back five of the team.
0: Clowns' car on fire, yet again, at the back, isn't it? So, and yet the way we play football just leaves them exposed all the time, with players that are just not good enough. So, until, if Conte stays for the rest of the season but doesn't change his system, this is what you're going to get. Or you can't bring in new players. Uh, That's what we're stuck with at the moment. This is the hand we've been dealt. And uh, uh, we've come second half, not switched on, not fired up, not ready to go again, just half-assed, sloppy, um, you know, dangling a leg out. and, And then they come and they score and you just give them a little bit of hope and they just built off of it, didn't they? And, uh, you know, a goal that just seems to be indicative of, of the club at the moment. Just, you know, not not really eye on the ball, not really fired up, not really looking to pull their weight. Just not good enough. Just not no. good enough. And this is the problem we've currently got. You know, that it's just it's dopey defending, isn't it? It's absolutely dopey. But like yes. I said a little while ago, bringing a manager but wants to get on the front foot and go at these uh, go at teams, you shield that defense, which is poor and needs replacing. Um, and you, you're playing in the half with a front three. The front three started today. I know Richarlison had to go off, but you've got um England's number one striker, Brazil's number one striker, and South Korea's number one striker. Three of them up front, the three of them mad. So what, I just don't understand why you're not letting them, <laughs> just like giving them more of the ball, making everything a little bit more progressive into them to go and hurt teams. Because yeah, but the, tr- tr- the trouble too- is
3: though, cracks, isn't it? With this free, with with the with the free, with three four three system, you know, they they we're too we're, we're too porous in midfield and nothing comes through the midfield, so the whole tactic. Yeah. is to get the ball wide um, yeah. we're not yeah. really get you're not getting balls into feet and you're not getting balls in for for son so he's, he's he's good off the shoulder everything's going wide and it's quite ponderous it goes wide it comes back again it goes across there isn't any quick one twos you know cutting through teams that the balls aren't going into feet you haven't you haven't got balls being knocked over into space for people to come in off the shoulder or anything you know Um, I think they've all sussed out Kane's going to drop deep and they just go with him they just put two with him anywhere he bloody goes now a lot of the time you know Um and so that's the, if you said to someone like Holberg okay what do you think obviously he'd be a guy he's the midfield for sort of engine that what, what you know what do you think about Conte almost called in, almost calling the players kind of cowardly in a way isn't it or in a way you yeah, could hear so it that way and that you think with someone like Oldberg, I bet would say well look we, we need an extra body in midfield there's no point me shouting or, or I am shouting at people but what difference does it make when we've the gaps between the players in midfield are too much because how many times have we seen this year we have three put up against our two in midfield and we get overrun and I guess, you know, for the players, you just get dispirited and you think, well, what do you want me to do? So sometimes in football, it can look like you've got a bad attitude, but actually you're just not, you know, the system needs to kind of change. And with that system, we've, now that we, we lost Benteke, we had a degree of creativity to him in midfield. That, that, you know, they're pretty plain Jane. I mean, it was a lovely ball that Skip made for Rick last week, but neither of them are really great players. You know, they're not James Madison. Add them as as I said earlier, put them in front of a four as 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 the pivot players. And then and then you could start to play balls into feet a little bit more. You could mix it up and you could take, you know, you could you could you could and also why not start with Dan Juma, drops on. You know, it can always be an impact player, you know, as he's as he's proven a couple of times this season. He's he's having a very poor season. We're now nearly into Easter. He ain't going to come good in a big way. It's you know there's something not right there. You need a general there. You need someone to come in and you know as I say, I mean, but at least you get a manager in who plays you know plays to the strengths of this squad. And you know it's all well and good what Levy said today. It, bear in mind, you know, and I don't I don't mind the bloke, but he's 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 protecting his own his brand. He's protecting his stock with what he said. It's not about us. Because remember, he's doing us a bloody favour by being there. By the way, you know, and um, that's how it comes across a lot of the time. There's no real, you know, there's no real. I mean, we bust a man's gut anyway, ain't we? We we done his elf, we've done for him, at Tottenham. You know, as we do for everybody. You know, um, you know. But he's, um, you know, he's not. a, a like company. I think mean, there's something likable about him. But he's all these top managers. They're they're really good at protecting their own stock. So that outburst tonight isn't isn't really for us, it's for him. And I think he's got Santa Levy, come on, sack me! You know, come on, you know, get on yeah. with it, you know. I, I must um, say, I mean,
1: know. as you said there, John, I, I wonder, for the amount of fans that he lost during the game, due to his lack of in-game management and tactical stubbornness, how many did he won back in the press conference afterwards? I would love to know that, because I think he definitely won many. Look, as we draw this show to a close, um, which we are going to do very, very soon, I'm I am very conscious of the amount of time we're given here. And we might be back with you guys sooner. Sooner rather than later, as you can imagine, with whoever's going to be in charge of this.
2: I reckon this is a mid-interval break, mate. We'll be back on after the 10 o'clock news because Conte no. will be gone. Probably oh, be could you happened. imagine?
1: I can't see it tonight. I think they won't put us through that tonight. Look, we know, Listen, we know. Look, listen, we know a lot of the board watch this show. I think if they've got any sense, don't do it tonight. Do it in the morning. Give us a chance to... Just recap what's going on here. Um, Look, in terms of, like I say, the the worrying stat for Spurs in terms of, like I say, the the goals conceded now is that we've now conceded nine goals in the first 15 minutes of the second half in the Premier League this season. And we've got even at 34, Walcott easily beating Perisic and Longley for pace. So as much as there's issues that we know in terms of, you know, the, the players, but also psychologically, as John alluded to, mentally we're shot to pieces. Kane, of course, number 23, for him, for the season, it's now 12 goals in 14 games. For those that care, he's equaled the record for most headed goals in a Premier League, which feels like the most relevant stat right now. He's now got more headed goals than any other player in Europe's top five leagues. Perisic, as Lee said earlier, got his goal. You wouldn't really know it because it was such a lack of a celebration. It was almost bizarre. Bizarre. I mean, Conte was going mental on the bench for it, but um, very, very strange, it has to be said. And then Walcott. In typical Anthony Costa fashion, I would say, it was one going 40 before, say, for Theo Walcott, the last in May 2020. Of course, he was going to score against Spurs, and he did to reduce the deficit to 3-2. And I've got to say, big saves from uh, Fraser Forster, this time to deny Mare. It could have been 3-3 free, free at that point. We then made a couple of changes. Emerson and Saar replaced Poro and Kulisewski. and then Saints got the penalty. Um, we're going to, again, close it on this particular point before, like I say, we... Uh, yeah for all of our own mental health' sake. Cracks. Saar tried to clear the ball. He instead, in some people's opinion, catch Maitland-Niles. VAR checked it. It was given. I've got to be honest and say, look, a couple of hours on from watching it, I still don't understand how that has been given as a penalty because I thought VAR was there to correct the clear and obvious. And I still don't think, you know, this is making no excuse about what's happened today because we didn't deserve to win the game with the way we defended, but... Can you understand that penalty
0: decision, Crax? Yeah, it's just ridiculous, Rick, wasn't it? But make sure that when you're playing a team at the bottom of the league, be a cushion, so when you do get these absolutely ridiculous decisions like that, they don't affect the outcome of you getting the win.
3: Keep the bloody ball. You keep the bloody ball, don't you? You keep the bloody ball. That's what you do. (laughs) And that's where I think we the senior pros, you know, you just needs someone to keep keep the ball.
1: Cracks, let me come around to you if I can. So look, it's given they score it. It's so again typical that they somehow have to miss their two penalties this season, and um, Prowse made no mistake in regards to burying that. And that, i say that leads us to again the game being at three-three. And I think ultimately the question we should close the show on really, cracks, is maybe um, not 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 if, but but when. Will Antonio be relieved of the uh, manager's job? Which, again, maybe some will feel on the back of that press conference that he should be staying. Maybe some will feel. But I mean, wh- what do you think? How does this play out? And then, crack, someone will be back here for the sack special. I think that's
0: what many are probably asking the question. When are we back to cover these? Yeah, that's that's sack- coming, Rick, isn't it? But like I said, they'd have they, gone away this evening. They're now, have uh, their accountants like, been, been counting, looking at what works best. Financially, uh, for them and everybody, and the scenarios varying scenarios of not making top four reputation damage. They'll have uh, you know, they'll have KPIs for all of this. And as soon as the moment that it's one pound cheaper to sack him than to keep him, he'll be gone. And uh, I think he's got to a point where he is going to go. They'll have an emergency board meeting tomorrow, I should think, and then Monday morning. Uh on we go to Twitter and you'll see the corner flag picture or that, that picture of the Spurs cockerel on the outside of the stadium shot horizontal. from, from yeah. below looking up and uh, with club statement. And uh, yeah, so it'd just be a day, a, a, a night, you know, this evening and tomorrow are putting their ducks in a row. What it's going to be, Ryan Mason, won't it? Until such times as they, you know, let the dust settle and look at who's going to come in and uh and try and try and get a structure. But um, listen, there's there's so many people associated to this club with a vast knowledge of football. You know, some of the players that we've had in the past, not all of them, but there's there's a fair few of them with a good knowledge that would be happy to help out and, you know, just to try and give the club some direction and that, you know, there's some good brains out there. People like Glenn Odell and people like Ozzy Ardiles and, you know, that some of these people, they don't have to be involved, but at least go and speak to them, you know. Ryan Mason, he, you know, he, he does get it. Ledley King, he gets it. Jose brought him in. For, like, on 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 the on the training side so just go and pick some of their brains as well try and get yeah, can, a feel yeah. for what Tottenham wants
1: Can I ask you Cratchit to come back to you on it and I, this is what we are going to finish and I promise you for the guests that we've got here for our listeners and viewers here there's still about 1300 of you watching us here it's important that we do finish on this point because by the time we come back whenever that might be a new man is here um is giving it to Ryan Mason now, Cracks. And look, I have to say, I, I agree with Lee. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful interview. The high-performing podcast with Ryan. For what that guy's been through, has has been remarkable. The man's still here. I've got to be honest and say this. But again, I'm going to say this from football terms. And this is no disrespect to Ryan, who's clearly really well thought of at the club. Really well thought of amongst the coaching staff with Antonio. For those that are asking the question here, is are we writing off the next 11 games and potentially getting into the top four by giving Ryan the job? Or should we be looking to bring in that coach right now to work with the players that we want, the number one man, if it's if he's out there and available, and again, many will be thinking about Maurizio or whoever that may be, give him the chance to come in right now, get the chance to work with the players now before the start of pre-season, so he's got a bedding-in period to work out who he wants to keep, who he wants to go, rather than giving it to Ryan and waiting to the summer. Is that fair, or what do you think, very quickly on this, before we look to close
0: it? Yeah. uh, Listen, get the new man in now. This is Tottenham Hotspur. I know it don't look like it much at the moment, but this is Tottenham Hotspur. And there's some fine and decent managers out there um, that would would uh, crawl over broken glass to take this job. They absolutely would. Good pay, good facilities, good players. And a lot of them would fancy the challenge. So whether that's company at Burnley, make him the right, offer i'm sure he'd come Luis enrique currently out of work ditto Maurizio pochettino deserve be down at brighton you know all of the all of these managers are available if you make the right offer and you give them the right amount of autonomy let them come in let them see what they can do for this last 10 11 games let them have a look at what's going on around the club at the moment and the cultures and everything, where to put it right. I mean, you then give them a pre-season to go. So, you know, the manager comes in and he's got like a 10 game free. We're not getting relegated. Um, Still a good chance of top four. If we can put a run together, because I don't see anybody else really below us, really tearing up trees. They look in better places, but they're not absolutely tearing it up. Are they? And come together find the manager, find what it is you want to do for the next three, four years and stick with it and give it a go. But you know what, Rick, if it fails, if we bring in somebody like Luis Enrique and we give them carte blanche to go out and do what they want to do, like with the way that he plays and back them in the transfer market, if it doesn't work, well, I'd, I'd take me out off to the club and go, well, at least we gave it a go. At least we had something we was aiming at. We never quite made it, but we had a go at it. We we gave it everything. It didn't quite work out. And I'll, I'd be happy with that because sometimes, you know, even the best laid plans of mice and men don't come together. But don't keep doing this flotsam and jetsam and trying to nail jelly to the wall. Oh, let's have a go at this. Let's have a go at that. Because at the moment, we like one of these kids' party venues where the kids can go and dress up as a fireman or, you know, a pilot or a farmer or something. And that's what we like. There's a club at the moment. We're like kids at one of those parties, isn't we? I'm going to be a fireman for five minutes. And they tear around in a fireman's outfit. I mean, they go,
3: not a sure serious a club. club not a not a not serious football things. club. Absolutely not a so, serious football club. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just like we're saying, go and yeah. get one right now. Not Ryan Mason, yeah. the manager that we want, and, and give it a go. Right now, I, tonight.
1: Cracks. Thank you so much, Bud. Look, I know you're going to be back with us very, very soon. Probably not to your heart's content and to what you want to do, my mate. We really, really appreciate it. Love having you on last one on Spurs. Uh, I'm going to close it with Lee. So, John, I want to come to you next and ask you the same question. John, for you. if if you're looking to make a change right now. And can I just say for those that are asking me in the comments and telling me in the comments, I know, listen, because I just be clear, I know the manager is not the total problem here. I know it goes higher up. It's the players. It's the hierarchy. But given the circumstances we're in, we've got to change something. And the ball aren't going to go tomorrow and 25 players aren't going to go tomorrow. So unfortunately, in this world that we live in, in the football crazy world we live in, it is always the manager that pays for his job. And this is no different, unfortunately. The ball aren't going to be walking tomorrow. That's fact. So, John, if I can ask the same question to you, do you give it to Ryan Mason for the next 10, 11 games or do you bring in the man that you want to be leading this club come the start of next season?
3: No, I don't give it to Ryan Mason. You know, it's too—it's not fair on him. What you might, what I think they might do is get Potch back aren't you, just to the end of the season with a suck it and see, see how it goes, you know, halfway house. Because I I believe Levy and him struck up a friendship that's still there, and I'm sure they would be talking. So I think he'd come in. He knows most of the fans would be happy with that, you know, and it'd be great if, if Joe Lewis at some point, you know, someone said, come and Joe, mate, you know, please just give half a bill. Just for the team, just as everyone I love you. I doubt it would ever happen. But you know, Arthur Bill just to just to spend in the summer, like, come on, Joe, come on, you know, please, you know, it's my, you know, just do something, you know. And um, because I've got to see us win the league before I peg it. That's important, yeah. For fuck's sake, I want to <laughs> see us win the league before I peg it, just fucking once, you know. But anyway, I think that's what they'll do. You know, I, I think it, I think they'd get Pochettino back probably, I would suspect, or someone else to come in with him, albeit on a temporary basis, which could really end up, you know, being an awkward situation then for Levy, because you know, you've kind of got someone in situ then. But Levy does tend to sort of, Make these decisions, doesn't he like letting Mourinho go six days before a cup final? So, you know, you know, but um, I guess they can't, they you know, Levy's basically he's just thrown down such a gauntlet now tonight yeah. with that, those comments. So, that's what I think. I think to give it to Mason would just be a, a mistake. If you get if you got Pochettino in it, you never know. We might actually go at a few teams and imagine that the crowd would suddenly really get behind them and you never know, they might scrape through into Europe, you know, into the Champions League. But at least, you know, I think we're going to be just about fortunate to end up with Europa League football, but at least it'd be nice to sort of, you know, just go on the front foot for fuck's sake, you know, go at teams, you know, play with a bit of fucking pride to dare is to do all that bollocks. You
0: know, you
1: know We always advocate the fact this is a family show. I think that probably's gone out the window tonight. Probably rightly so, really. I mean, sorry, I always. No, yeah, you listen know. for those that. say <laughs> for those that are still listening and watching to us, bless your heart, there's still a good, John, I'm surprised we haven't lost you. I think we're gaining probably, by the one of It was actually insane given the time that we're at here. But um, John, I've got to say, mate, thank you so much for giving up your time. It was last minute. You probably kill me after this for doing this. you. can I just escape?
3: Describe- no, I'm glad I've done it. It's been fun, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, fun as much as put, <laughs> putting needles in your eyes, but John, thank you so much, my man. Can't just say. Please go and check out all of John's um upcoming events on Twitter. I think they are John. You've got one a pinned page. Yeah, I've so. got a
3: tour, got a tour coming up. Yeah. It starts in May, and we've yeah. got a, 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 an album recorded on London buses yeah. that's out there, and this, that and the other. I yeah, think it's
1: yeah. important to note, John, you actually are a musician apart from battering Tottenham on a well month by month basis whenever you're on it. You do actually, uh, you are a musician. It must be said, and a wonderful one. Yeah,
3: of yeah, 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 yeah. I love music. And yeah, music. Like I say can be the same. Every you know, players footballers and music often think they're better than they are. They all want to be a snazzy number ten, you know, like you know, playing solos really quick and all that. You know, it's the same thing. Getting everyone working as a team, you know, and getting everyone get it, get it functioning and and being team players. You know, sometimes you end up saying to some of the more talented players, you know, what's what? Can you just play the fucking part? I'm not employing you to fucking play. tell me how many clever you are. How many notes? Just play the fucking part. Yeah, that's you know, just for once. Play the if fucking only, part. If only they got, and if you only think they we're Tottenham? And and to me, it's the same. Just keep the fucking ball. Just keep it simple. What? What? what are you so special? You fucking sh- retarded? What's
1: up? Can, can, can I just say, yeah. if it wasn't the nature of the show we would have, John. I promise sure you, I would title that. But um, God, it's, I, Jordan says here, family show. John is proper rock and roll. And you can't change it for that. And we totally agree. John, it's been a real pleasure. Maka, I'm going to throw the floor over to you and let you close last word on Spurs in the spitting facts that you've been doing all night, really. It's been, again, a wonderful show with real honest truths by everybody here. Close it, Lee. What comes next? When does it come? And what do you want to happen for these next 10-11 games?
2: Well, I think I've been pretty vocal tonight around uh, that change needs to happen. I'm in favour absolutely of change. Uh, I want that change coming from the top all the way through the football club. It needs an absolute reset. The culture and the environment that Crack has talked about is absolutely needs to be renewed. We've forgotten who we are. We don't know what our why. You go and have a look at the TED Talk by Simon Sinek and you understand what I'm talking about when it's why. You need an essence of who you are and what you do as a business, as a football club. We've lost it. We don't know where we are. We've gone down Win Now Managers. We've had absolute turgid football for five seasons. Absolute shocking. We've got the Champions League final in 2019. We spent $130 in that summer and that that wasn't backing him. And then the first glint of, oh, oh, he's not good enough. We sack him. He had miles more credit in the bank. We should have gone down to League Two with Potuccino Potichino is the man to come back to his football club. Maurizio Potuccino is the man to come back to his football club and say, hey, do you remember what I said to you about the furniture? Do you remember what I said to you about changing and moving and rebuilding this football club? I'm going to do it for you, but you're going to do it with me. And Mr. Levy and the board, you need to come and say, you know what? We made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. We made one with Maurizio Pochettino. This is why he's coming back into the football club. It's going to be cuddles. It's going to be kisses. And it's going to be another project that us fans have to stomach. We have to stomach another project. However, Maurizio, when he first came in in 2014, in the 2015, we had a title challenge. In 2016, we had a title challenge. We got to semi-finals, even though we didn't take the Cup seriously, by the way. We haven't been past the FA Cup fifth round since Maurizio left. Uh, I think we got knocked out against Colchester. And then after that, we haven't been past the fifth round of all these other win-now managers. These win-now managers, by the way, Rick, that say, yeah, we can win everything, they ain't, they ain't taking us past the fifth round in the FA Cup. The Joe the the the, um, the the Antonio Conte's. We got to a Champions League final with Maurizio. He's loving it. If you want to see a passion about Maurizio Pochini, just go and watch the last episode, the last one on Spurs. Ricky Norwood, absolute heart-hound you. Matty Hayes, Anthony Costa, yourself, Rick. It was unbelievable. You can argue all the toss, don't go back, don't go this, don't go that. It's Maurizio. He gets us. He knows us. He knows where we are. He knows what we want to do. He understands the fabric. Just vision it today—the last game at White Hart Lane when he's looking around and the rainbows out. The pride in that man's face is going to take us to the next level. Christ, he built—he helped build half the stadium with Daniel Levy for God's sake. Get the Gazer back in here and make him uh, and do what he needs.
3: Uh, and he's got a better squad. Better squad now. He didn't have the Brazilian centre forward in his squad then, did he? Back then, he's got a better squad now. And John, if he'd come uh, back here. Uh,
2: and John, you're spot on, right? We need we need some upgrades for sure, but we've got young talent in um, Destiny, uh, a doggy coming in. Pedro Porro's just hit the hit uh, his, his, his straps. We've got Jed Spence, who will be an absolute outstanding under the fullback whisperer, Rick called Maurizio Potticino. We've got Romero, who's his Ar- Ar- Argentinian compatriot as well. We've got the Huy, but Basuma could be the next Dembele under a Maurizio Potesina. Yes, we've got some old hats with Kane and Son, but there's still quality. And then you've got the likes of Deke, you've got the likes of Ritchie, adding a the Madison there, adding a the top quality left-sided centre-back. Go back to a 4 2 Let's go and rip the league up. Let's go and go and rip up. what Finish. Finish what we started. The bloke bleeds Tottenham Hotspur and we need a manager that loves our football club. And a final message from me on my rant tonight is, players, what are you doing? What are you hoping for? You love the training ground. You love the facilities. You love the lodge. What about playing and going out there every week, week in, week out? What Harry Kane busting his gut off, smashing records all over the gap. He's looking around the addressing them and you're defending like that. I mean, you are literally having a laugh. You are taking our money week in, week out, and it is not good enough. And the and final message from me to the board is, sam got to change. You cannot keep doing this. And if you do, you're going to lose the real essence of what this football club is if we haven't already lost it. And that is us. That is us fans that do this for free. We do not get paid. We're not a no bankroll. And I do this for free. And I've got my family downstairs that I could be sitting with watching Harry Potter. I'm not, I'm up here ranting and raving about Tottenham because I do this because I love our football club. If we show the passion and the and the drive and the commitment across the entire base of this club from top to bottom, that is board, that is managers, that is directors of football, that is fans, that is players, we can go and win stuff. Then them guys down the road, fair play to you, Arsenal. Fair play to you. Because if you go and win the league, fair play to you. But are 18 points clear of us with a game in hand now, probably 21 points behind. And last year, they finished behind us. The year before, they finished eighth. The year before, they finished eighth. So Conte, however much I back your word tonight, do not tell me we're, we're a, a rubbish little football club that can't turn it around. Because you can do an 18 point, 22 point, 25 point swing in one season. Because they've done it. Liverpool done it three, four years ago. And we could have done it as well. If, if, we had that togetherness and we haven't got it, Rick. And that's what I'm saying. It's Pochettino, Maurizio, he's magic, and you all know it.
1: Well, listen, I mean, again, the, the manager does split a lot of opinion. That's most certainly for sure. I mean, I think what we all probably feel across here is that there probably isn't just one change that needed. There's probably several changes that needed from the top downwards to the players, to the manager. And again, we mentioned the board on here. And I would say is that what is the point now of waiting until the summer you know, we've drawn away at bottom of the table, Southampton, you know, there's no point in keeping hold of somebody that ultimately doesn't really want to be here. Um, I will say that again, I think Antonio Conte really did speak from the heart in that press conference that, again, you can go and check out on last one on Spurs or check out, of course, on all the different outlets. But um, he told a lot of home truths in that press conference. And I have to say, if this is the last time we've spoken about Antonio Conte, obviously we'll have his post-mortem of a show in terms of obviously him leaving the club which we would imagine to be very, very soon. It might be already by the time this show has gone out. But look, whatever we think, we are still all Spurs. We will come again. It doesn't feel like that right now, but we have to stick together. And I've always said that as a fan base, we're always more stronger when we're together, when we're united, and we all want the same thing. And I think, again, that we mustn't, as I think Lee said, lose that essence that we are all here because we all want one thing, and that's Tottenham to win regardless of who wants the manager, regardless of what you think about the board, regardless of what you think about the players, we are all here for one reason, and that is to see Tottenham win. So look, from the wonderful Lee McQueen, from the superb Richard Cracknell, from the brilliant John Wobble, guys, look, your support has been absolutely overwhelming tonight. Thank you so much for all of your incredible support, your comments, your love. I would love to have sat and read through eighty. Listener statements and questions that we've had. I promise you, we will find a time to dedicate to those. It's just sorry it hasn't been tonight. That's the nature of this show. But look, we will be back with you, I'm sure, very, very soon. But on behalf of us all here, please keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs.
5: Sports Social Podcast
2: Network.